Welcome, and thank you for joining us on Birth Mother Matters in Adoption with Kelly Rourke Scary, where we delve into the issues of adoption from every angle of the adoption triad. Kelly is the executive director, president, and co-founder of Building Arizona Families Adoption Agency in Phoenix, Arizona, the Donna K. Evans Foundation, and the You Before Me campaign. She has a bachelor's degree in family studies and human development and a master's degree in education with an emphasis in school counseling. She was adopted when she was three days old. She was born to a teen birth mother raised in a closed adoption and reunited with her birth mother in 2007. Our goal with the Birth Mother Matters and Adoption podcast is to spread awareness and education about the beautiful choice that is adoption. Today we are going to talk about adult adoption. I personally adopted my son uh, this year, and that was really exciting for both of us. And so today it is National Adoption Month. So we're going to talk about different types of adoption this month. And I thought it'd be really fun to share our story. So he's going to join us in a little bit. Every state does have their own rules and regulations. So the statutes are going to vary by from state to state. And in the state of Arizona, the adult person or the person you're adopting, if you're going the adult adoption route, has to be at least 18 years old and not more than 21 years of age. And so there isn't a very large window as to when you can adopt an adult person. The reason for adopting an adult can vary. Sometimes it has to do with wanting them to be in the inheritance. Sometimes it has, uh, maybe you've bonded as a stepmother with a stepchild and you really want to solidify that relationship. Another reason it may be that that person may have medical or mental health needs that you want to make sure that you can help them with throughout their life. Not that you would have to do an adoption to do that, but that is a reason that some choose to. You may have wanted a bigger legacy of children. You may have wanted to, to have more children in your life that you can call your own. And just like a baby or child adoption, you actually do get issued a birth certificate as if you yourself gave birth to this adult. And I think that it's a really neat experience, very different than a an international adoption or even a newborn baby adoption or adopting out of the foster care system. When they're an adult in the state of Arizona, you don't need, in our instance, the biological mother's permission because once they turn 18, they can make the decision on their own behalf. I am legally married to his father. So I did need his consent because I was adopting. Had I no longer been married to his father, I actually wouldn't need his consent, which is really interesting. And it goes down to, you know, if you're, if you're doing an adoption, you are changing all sorts of things within your family dynamic legally because you are having another child adult. And so, yes, if you are legally married, then you do need their consent. If you are not legally married at the time, you do not need their con- the consent of the uh, biological father if it's the mother who's adopting. Like I said, I found it very neat. The process was not too difficult. I was able to do it without an attorney. It was not something that is daunting or overwhelming. You go down to the court, uh, you can download the paperwork at home, you fill everything out, you do notify the other part. There's a form that they give you where you notify the other 
the biological mother of what's happening. And she's entitled to get the information regarding the, the hearing. Uh, there is also an investigator that does a report. I think it's to make sure that the young adult isn't being taken advantage of and they understand what this means. You know, if, if there was a situation where there was a big inheritance, maybe somebody would want to adopt that person. Mm-hmm. And maybe some of those things are why they do uh, an investigative report. And I mean, we had our son over the phone, so it wasn't anything. They talked to us separately. So they don't do, for instance, like a home study, like in the adoptions we deal with. It is not as extensive. No, they ask a lot of questions and our case was pretty simple. Uh, neither one of us have any you know, special medical or mental health needs. We've been living in the same home since 2015. He has actually wanted me to be his mother for a long time. And so for him and for me, this was a really exciting and big deal. Let's bring him in and get his take. All right. So we're going to just jump right into this. We've got Logan here, who is Kelly's adopted son adopted adult son, as a matter of fact, and he's going to kind of give us a little bit of a background about that adoption, why he wanted to be adopted, and we're going to ask him some questions. Hey there, Logan. How are you doing, Uncle Ron? Yeah, doing I'm so great. Excited. By the yeah. way, he's also my nephew. <laughs> okay, so yeah, let's definitely talk about your adoption. So you were 12 and a half when you moved in with your dad and I. And tell me about the thought process you went through as you grew older, wanting me to adopt you. Well, I think first it'd be a good idea to preface like the the state I came from into your life. Um, I never had a great connection with my biological mother. It, I think I've said this to her. I almost felt like she was a nanny more than a mom, and we never had that primary bond. And so. You know, moving through life like that, you're going to miss some things, some motherly advice, some things that all boys should learn. So then we moved in with you. We made an instant connection. It was like, I think I was calling you mom within a month. And by the time I was 14, I knew I wanted to get adopted by her. But life stuff just kept coming up. And, you know, certain people were blocking that road. So we had to wait a little bit longer. It's an amazing feeling when you get that paper and you go in front of the judge and he's like, he's asking you these questions and you're like, yes, please, please just hurry this up. Sign that paper because this is something that I've wanted for so long. And it gives you this amazing feeling of security. And that's not the reason you do it. You do it because you love the person. But something that I don't think anyone talks about is that you really feel secure. You're just not like especially as an adult without a parent in your life or without one of your parents in your life, life's scary. <laughs> it's really scary. And mm. I think there's something about getting that signed on a paper that makes you feel like someone's always going to have my back. Yeah. You, you really get this. I don't know how else to say it, but security it's, it's like, you know, no matter what happens? What what other business avenues you try? What other career avenues, relationships, or whatever? And especially coming from a place where you didn't have that primary female role to really 
you know, help you guide your life and teach things that a mom definitely needs to treat his, teach a son. And it's like all those get cemented. And she did a great job even when she wasn't my biolog or my adopted mom to teach me those things. But when that gets signed into paper, it's no one can take that away from me. Right. It's no like set can, in stone. Yeah. No one can say that's not your mom. Mm -hmm. No one can criticize that. No one can say anything. And it, yeah, it gives you this feeling of peace. Like, I love this person so much. And I know they love me so much. And now for the rest of time, for the rest of our lives, we'll always be in each other's lives, no matter what happens, no matter if, you know, my dad and her got divorced, get divorced, or if, um, you know, someone dies, anything. Right. Nothing is going to separate that. And it is an amazing feeling. I, I can't, I can't really describe it's something so hard to describe because mm. you get this influx of emotions and it's, you're so happy. You're, you know, so ecstatic. We went to lunch afterwards and I was, I was just, I don't think I could pull the smile off my face for like a day or two. And I was so happy you get a feeling of acceptance and identity, not so much identity, but you feel like someone chose to love you. Right. Which, okay. is, which, which is a lot more different than I think just, you know, being born into a family. No matter the circumstances, you're coming out the way you are and everyone's going to learn to accept you because y'all share blood. Mm -hmm. You get adopted, someone's saying, especially as an adult, because you've, you've matured to the point where your identity is pretty set in stone. Who you are is pretty set in stone. It's, you know, it'll fluctuate, but not by much. And for the someone to say... I choose you and I want you to be a part of my life forever. I want you to be part of my family. I want to share, you know, life for as ever long. I want to share every Thanksgiving and every Christmas and birthdays and everything like that. It's a, It makes you feel like your self-value goes up because someone chose to, chose to love you and then they didn't just say it. They put it into existence. And it's an amazing. Yeah, they made it a legal process. I want to back yeah. up a little bit. You said that when you were about 14, that's when you really started having the idea that you wanted Kelly to adopt you. And what was that like? Who like first started even talking about adoption? You know, who used the words first and, and in what context? Well, mom lives in the adoption world, so I think Certainly. that's always been, you know, it's always been a known possibility. Okay. Just because, you know, the world she lives in. But I don't know who started the talks first, honestly. I I think I think I probably did. And I can actually jump in on this one. I, okay. I remember at that time, he and my other my biological daughter, uh, Emma, were in the same grade. And there was a day at school where I guess Logan ran around the class telling um, everybody that I was going to adopt him. He had decided to send him that he was going to adopt it. And so that brought it to the dinner table. Sounds like me. <laughs> Actually, it does. You're right. <laughs> Put it into the air. <laughs> you make it known. <laughs> but yeah, this has been something that has been in the making for years. And reflecting on it, because I'm 19 now, I got adopted when I was 18. So Logan was 18 when we started the process, and then it finalized when he was 19. Coming from a place where you didn't have a maternal figure to, you know, look up to, to teach you, to... Influence you. 
influence you, but to I think the biggest part is to love you, or at least to show that you're loved. Because you can love someone and not show it, but what does that do to the other person? Nothing. So to show that you love someone and coming from a background where that was pretty scarce, you feel more secure with yourself. You feel like you're not taking on the world by yourself, especially as a new young adult. And I'm saying this to all young adults out there because we all know how, especially in these times, how scary it is and how we all want to make it on our own without our parents and trying to figure out life on our own and having the ability to say, well, you know, even if I mess up, it was a learning experience, but this isn't a defeating experience. You know, it's not like I couldn't go try this new career path. And then if it doesn't work out, my mom has told me the door's always open. If you always need to land back on your feet, you can always come here. She's helped me get so many opportunities that I'm very, very thankful for. And from coming from a place where you're trying to figure out life on your own to having someone to someone with experience in life to guide you and direct you and to help you. I think what I have found to be fascinating is growing up, having been in a closed adoption, adoption was something that I openly spoke about. And, uh, you know, as I've talked about in previous podcasts, some of my closest friends didn't know I was adopted until I was in my thirties. And so the difference is Logan is so excited about being adopted. He tells anyone who, Hey, anyone who opened their ears, speak their ear off. Yeah. I was at boot camp telling every single person that the process has started. This is my mama and she's adopted me. My mama's sending me letters. I, I'm so proud of the fact that she adopted me. That I don't think there should be any shame in that whatsoever. Because if you think about it from the core concept, it is a mom and a, or it's a parent and a child choosing that they want to cement that relationship. Mm-hmm. I don't think that there's anything that, and there's a lot of, you know, especially younger, there's a lot of rudeness, I should say, about adoption. There's a lot of kids that will make fun of you. Actually, I I do want to know. So, I mean, you're a younger person. And when I was growing up, there wasn't really there was positivity a- or negativity about adoption. But did you hear a lot of that concerning adoption when you were growing up? I think I think kids are going to be mean any way they can. Okay. So, They'll find the button that they can. Yeah, exactly. They can push a button and say all these different things, terrible things, because you know how sixth graders are and such. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've seen kids cry because they've been told, oh, your parents didn't love you. That's why you adopted. Terrible things, terrible things. Um, and to that, I say they are so wrong, mm-hmm. so wrong, because I am proud of myself. Because someone else chose to love me. And I don't see anything wrong. And this is no means tearing down, you know, traditional mom or parent child values. But Mm -hmm. like I was saying before, you're born into a family. They don't know how you're coming out. You're going to be whoever you are. And obviously there's your nature and nurture and there's different parts that play. But you are who you are and people are going to love you because they have to. Right. They want you to, but don't they get to choose that. Exactly. They don't get to right. cho- it's not like you have your pick of the litter of, oh, I want this one or that one. I want the one that's going to go be a pro athlete. You don't you don't get to do that. Right. And I'm by no means a pro athlete or anything <laughs> outrageous or crazy. So you're saying you're the pick of the litter is what I'm getting. I'm saying I'm the pick of her litter. Okay. And that, <laughs> so happy. Okay, so Kelly, I want to back up 
with you a little bit, and you can both talk about this, and you kind of have answered it anyway, Logan, but what I'm curious about is we talked earlier that it's such a short window. It's between 18 and 21, and a lot of the reasons people will do this is, for instance, if there could be an inheritance or something, and I'm assuming that that's not really why you did this. This was more just the emotional bond that you guys had felt together. Is Am I right in that, or is there more to it? 100%. My mom ain't going anywhere anytime soon, so this was only <laughs> for... This was only for... It was for us and for everybody else. It was to, you know, just have that pride to say, yeah, this is my mom. 100%. Mm-hmm. No questions asked. No one ever is going to doubt that. And I take pride in that. I do. Yeah. I, there was, um, I think part of the reason that it was important to me to officiate the adoption and not, I mean, this is very much a step parent adoption. The mm-hmm. difference with this and the reason it, it kind of goes outside that is because we did wait until he was over 18. And like you stated, in the state of Arizona, you have between the ages of 18 to 21, and you've mm-hmm. got to do it in that window. It was important to me because I did want to cement our relationship. I do feel that it gives and provides a sense of family and security. And I know it's just a certificate. No, from- it's not. It's not no, no. just. A- it is the certificate. Okay. Well, no, but. By the law, it is a, it's just a piece of paper, almost like a marriage license. I was going to say that very yeah. similar to, and so, um, this one paper holds the world mm-hmm. in us. I think that it provides us both with a sense of security and not just him or even just me in, in some aspect. It really does say to everybody else, you know, you can, they say you can choose your friends, but you can't choose your family, but you can. That statement's not true. And we've proven that with this. I also think that when you have a a blended family, I think that there is always that silent fear of, you know, what happens if the family doesn't stay together? You know, we form these sibling bonds that are really important and in some ways no different than if they were biological sibling bonds. So for my now 11-year-old, he was three when he met Logan and just turning four. And so he doesn't even remember life without Logan. Right. And so by adopting him, I have not only changed the dynamic officially of my relationship with Logan, but I have changed the dynamic of Logan's relationship with all of his past step siblings because now they're not step siblings. Now I'm everybody's sibling. Right. Regular just not step, right. just I'm everybody's You're sibling. everybody's brother. Yes, right. exactly. Okay. And because and I tease Logan about this term and hopefully you didn't take it in an offensive way. Um because Logan has two other full biological siblings that also live that are younger than 18. I call him the bridge kid. So he's the one that tied all the siblings together. Okay. Permanently. That's and a good so position. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a blessing that we all have felt. Mm -hmm. And I think it was exceedingly, it was a positive experience. The court hearing was very short. The process was very simple and very easy and it wasn't intrusive or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And so if you're considering adult adoption, I'd say do your research, but it is not a hard process from my knowledge. It wasn't a crazy expensive process. It wasn't 
intrusive. It was, I want to say it's short just because you have to wait on the courts in some aspects, but it's not like you have to go to the courthouse every day. I think you sh- we went to the courthouse twice, one to file paperwork and the other one to actually get it signed in. And then we both had to do interviews with the um Oh, yeah, we signed. There's a telephone interview that I think I did that line in bed. So, yeah, we do. They do them separately just to make sure that all good intentions are had and there's nobody contesting. Some things have to be mailed out to biological, the biological parent and, and so forth. And then you get this hearing and it was um, it was short. It was, it was definitely sh- short. Short and sweet. And, you know, as a mom. And an adoptive mom, I learned that because I only had Logan in my life from the time he was 12 and a half on, there is still, as a mom of an adult child, there's still some grief that, you know, you miss the first 12 and a half years mm-hmm. and you didn't get to be a part of that. And so as much, you know, and and the way that it all happened, there's a reason for it. We don't know at this point what every reason is. We knew we know some of the reasons, mm-hmm. but like I said, there is some still some loss there that I didn't get to. I missed a lot of firsts, so that is that is one of the downsides. Um, he didn't really want to send out funny announcements, which I would have had a blast with. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> if you go online and you Google like adult adoption announcements, mm-hmm. they're funny. You know, but he wasn't, he didn't want to. I don't know they were supposed to be funny, honestly. I thought they were, you were a serious one. Oh. If they were funny, they told them. I swear to God, I'll still them. Well, well, cut, maybe you cut. can send them out now. Yeah. He said Uncle Ron the first one. No, I just thought it would be really funny. I mean, we could, we could like kind of reenact the delivery process, you know, with like close, you know. Gotcha. <laughs> or, you know, like, I mean, we could make it with like a sheet, you know what I mean, with his head popping out. <laughs> right. It's a boy. now so this process uh, as you said is fairly easy easy in the paperwork application process for some it may be more challenging because of the family biological uh parent uh relationships and so resistance things like that but um in terms of the actual formality of the paperwork and filing yes it's it's not a difficult process what i was going to get at is is this something you think you might do again because i do know that there's two younger children who are growing fast but uh has there been any talk about adopting them as they hit the age of 18 for instance we will see as it goes. I have definitely talked to my siblings about it, and I think definitely one of them is thinking about it. Yeah. Okay. So it's going to be um, definitely up to them, and it may be the right choice for some and maybe not others. And as far as I'm concerned, I would love and be proud to adopt every single one. But I think it needs to come from the specific individual if that's something they want or not. It's very dependent on their connection relationship with their biological parents i think especially as it may not be for everybody yeah i think sometimes it comes across like you're replacing your biological parent and i don't think in that case i think you can have two parents um three even four or four (laughs) i don't think you should be looked at like that i think the more loving people you can have in your life the better 
We have a pregnancy crisis hotline available 24-7 by phone or text at 623-695-4112, or you can reach us on our toll-free number 1-800-340-9665. We can make an immediate appointment with you to get you to a safe place, provide food and clothing, and help you get started on creating an Arizona adoption plan, or just give you more information. Check out our blogs on our website at azpregnancyhelp.com and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by looking for AZ Adopt Podcast. If you enjoy this podcast, make sure to rate and review us on whatever platform you use to listen to us and tell your friends about us. Birth Mother Matters in Adoption was written and produced by Kelly Rourke Scary and edited by me. Thanks go out to Grapes for letting us use their song, I Don't Know, as our theme song. Join us next time on Birth Mother Matters and Adoption. For Kelly Rourke Scary, I'm Ron Rains, and we'll see you then.